the residential school situation, basically Indigenous affairs in this country. And um, Sir John A. Macdonald caught a lot of heat um, basically around the residential school situation as the guy who sort of was the architect of the framework of the residential school system. But think about it. Every single Canadian Prime Minister from Sir John A. Macdonald right up to and including... Pierre Elliott Trudeau, and in some ways Jean Chrétien, who was Minister of Indian Affairs in Trudeau's government, have been involved and have some sort of legacy that they need to reckon with, especially Pierre Elliott Trudeau. Joining us now to talk more about that is Raymond B. Blake, who is a professor of history and the Associate Dean of Research and Graduate Studies at the Faculty of Arts at the University of Regina. Uh, Professor Blake, thank you for joining us. I appreciate your time. Well, thank you very much, and great to be with you. Um, Yeah, when we take a look at this, of course, we can talk about just about every Canadian Prime Minister, but when we talk about Prime Minister uh, Pierre Elliott Trudeau in particular, his legacy around Indigenous affairs in this country and residential schools is pretty tarnished, isn't it? Yeah, you know, you you had a great intro there. But, you know, Mr. Trudeau, uh, the elder, was spent his life, I guess his his animating political spirit, uh, was protecting human rights. Yeah. And, uh, you know, to create equality of citizenship. And and many Canadians admired him greatly during his lifetime in politics. And, and even today, you know, we remember Pierre Trudeau for the Charter of Rights and Freedoms and Equality. And uh, everybody can live and prosper in Canada. Um, I want to ask you in particular about the um, proposed white paper that he and Jean Chrétien came up with. I think it was 1969 which was just lambasted and really sort of flies in the face of that whole multiculturalism and the whole Charter of Rights and Freedoms, right? It it was entirely different uh, than what he was saying on the one hand, what he was doing with this act. Yes, uh, indeed. Uh, Mr. Trudeau promised that he would consult uh, with Indigenous peoples before he introduced his white paper. But, you know, uh, Mr. Trudeau came to office with... uh, uh, a large number of people who worked around him, like Mark Lalonde, a name that some of your listeners may know, um, and others who was his principal secretary, and they were firmly believed in equality of citizenship. And they saw in any country like Canada no place for special status, no place for treaties between you know, uh, different nations within a single country or a single state. And, and they believe that everyone was an individual. And that as individuals, you would interact with your state as an individual, not as a group. And so when he introduced a white paper, there were many things in it, of course. But that was a basic premise. And as we know, Indigenous communities are very much oriented towards community and towards group. And individuals are not the same in their communities as Mr. Trudeau saw it in his vision of what Canada should be. And essentially, he was just continuing the policy. When we talk about residential schools, it was about assimilation. And his white paper in essence, was just continuing the policy of assimilation, was it not? Well, it, it's somewhat difficult to make that to make that argument. Uh, although we wanted Indigenous people to interact, um, you know, as all other Canadians would you know, within the Canadian state, but at the same time, Mr. Trudeau is bringing in a policy of multiculturalism, which becomes official in 1970. And there it was 
you can keep your identity, you know, the way that you see your identity is a personal thing, and we're not going to have sort of a a, um, a melting pot in Canada. We sometimes compare that to what yeah. the United States are doing. And so Mr. Trudeau, on the other hand, was saying, you know, your identity is your own responsibility and your own choice. So it wasn't really an assimilationist policy in that sense, but it was a policy where Mr. Trudeau believed in individualism. And within this individual, within this country, you know, as an individual, you could do what you wanted. Yeah. And 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 so it's a similar it's assimilation in the sense that we would all sort of be the same in 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 interacting with the state and with each other, but it was a different approach than assimilation, say in the eighteen seventies. Uh, quite different from what Mr. Trudeau saw in the 1970s. We now see his son grappling with um, Canada's history and how to reconcile that going forward. Um, what was the elder Trudeau's vision in terms of, or his thought process, I guess, in terms of what had come before him and um, what Canada's responsibility was in redressing some of that? Oh, you know, he was completely dismissive of that. But I, I should say just one thing on the residential schools is that Mr. Trudeau did begin to, this is uh, yeah. Pierre Trudeau, did begin to sort of, uh, um, you know, move away from, and during his time in office, the residential schools decreased significantly in a number across the country. But in terms of the apology, which, which you know, his son has become almost famous or depending on your viewpoint infamous for uh the apologies mr trudeau was completely opposed and he frequently um said you know our goal is not to and his words were to rewrite history or change history or to to uh forget history his notion was uh, you know what happened in the past happened for a particular reason and once we start judging you know making decisions about uh, you know, what was right and what was wrong in 1970 or 84 when he retired um, about what happened in terms of the Japanese internment during the Second World right. War. You, you see, you know, these were extraordinary circumstances. And the people weren't just, you know, thrown in jail simply because of racism, of, I should say in jail, but, uh, you know, in internment in camps uh, in the Japanese situation, uh, because people were simply raised. He said, you know, these were extraordinary times. We were at war with Japan. And, and so, very interestingly, on the last day in office, uh, Brian Mulroney was the leader of the, of the Conservative Party, and they were sort of really going after Mr. Trudeau for not apologizing for past acts. And and he got angry, got upset, and he said, "You're sick." These were his exact words. "You're sick." If you think we can sort of redo the, undo the path, these we need to be just in our own time and move on in a better way than we did. Let's learn from it, but let's do things better. But he was totally opposed, and he refused to apologize to anyone for historic deeds. And he was also very opposed to heaping criticism upon. For example, Sir John A. Macdonald um, saying that they were, you know, sort of nation builders and we need to recognize that. So kind of similar to what Jason Kenney was saying last week, these were these were great leaders and founders of our nation. And and, and that's important. Well, Mr. Mr. Trudeau seemed to have had a great uh, a great respect for what he called, you know, the fathers of mm-hmm. confederation. And he heaped great praise upon them continually throughout his speeches uh, throughout Canada. 
And, and he said, you know, their legacy is our inheritance, and we must do good by them. And he frequently talked particularly about George Etienne Cartier from Quebec, uh, Dalton, uh, uh, Mc, uh, 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 Darcy McGee from Quebec as well, uh, from Ireland initially, and said, like, these people created Canada in 1867, and they realized we can't create a single nationality, that we have to recognize that there are differences. And we see this in the Constitution uh, in eight, that was created in 1867. Uh, we see this in the, the, the relationship between French and English. And he said they recognized diversity. They recognized that there yeah. were... And back in the time, of course, if you were English or Welsh or Scottish or French, they, they considered them racist. And today, of course, they're all lumped together, as probably they should be. But Mr. Trudeau said, you know, Catholics and Protestants... You know, we recognize separate schools. We recognize differences. And he said that was, you know, these people were building a dream. And in the frequently throughout his 16 years in office, he would say to Canadians in speeches from one end of the country to the other is what a wonderful dream they had. And we need to sort of, you know, run with it and, 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 and realize, of course, we're in a different time. But he thought that the Fathers of Confederation created something that was unique in Canada. Professor, thank you so much for your insight. Some great information for our listeners this morning. Well, thank you very much for having me on, and, and you have a wonderful day. You too. Thank you very much. That's Raymond B. Blake, who is a professor of history and associate dean of research and graduate studies at the Faculty of Arts at the University of Regina.